Is Sam Dickinson worth a top 10 pick in the 2024 draft? Will Scouch makes his return to Locked On Sharks to discuss the defenseman. Your Locked On Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite team in the Bay Area. My name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Hockey Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen, probably part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, and if you want to be an everydayer, all you have to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts, or you can watch this on YouTube as well. And good friend of the show, Will Scouts, joins uh, where we talk about uh, London Knights defenseman, uh, Sam Dickinson, um, talk about some of his flaws, talk about the path forward for Dickinson uh, and where he would kind of fit in the Sharks prospect pool if the Sharks do draft him. And we get uh, Scouch's first thoughts on the 2024 draft and why this is such a weird draft this year. But the Sharks might be in a good position with four potential top 50 picks to kind of uh, spread the wealth around. So before we do all that, do want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you guys by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash on to get started. And now making his triumphant Return the man with the stash, Will Scouch. How's it going, buddy? Oh, JD Young. It's been a while. It's been a while since our encounter in Nashville on a bike or was, whatever those are called. I was gonna say know. we we've actually seen each other in person uh mm-hmm. before we've actually since last time we recorded. Uh because you went dark, you were doing your thing, you're back yep. uh doing stuff. Yep. Uh and you're here to talk about a very intriguing interesting uh who knows what he's going to be prospect in one sam dickinson before we get into it just a quick uh introduction uh sam dickinson defenseman playing for the london knights in the ohl six foot three 194 pounds uh 49 games 19 goals 33 shots uh sorry excuse me 33 assists 173 shots on goal so will as i ask everybody what makes sam dickinson such an intriguing prospect um i think sam dickinson just has a really just a really sort of high-end feel for the game and a real like the skating that he has can be deployed really really well like when he sort of controls a puck you know wheels up below his goal line gets moving up the ice and starts carrying pucks up the ice um you know he's got he's got a really really strong ability to generate power and sort of escape speed and and all that fun stuff um he's also a guy who i think among the defensemen this year maybe is one of the more higher end sort of offensive zone guys especially with regards to again like using using his turns and fending off pressure and and getting shots and and not just pot shots from the blue line you know like a lot mm-hmm. of defensemen who score a ton of points are guys who will put it on net and prey but you know he's stepping up into scoring areas you know between the face-off dots and trying to get some chances that way and um but yeah i mean in in this year's draft 
I think there's a player there that has a decently high floor. Um, I think he's a development case. I think you could take him any number of directions in his game. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, the thing about this draft is there's not a whole lot of players you can immediately point at and go, this player is special because of this, you know, uh, and not I don't, I, Macklin Celebrini, yeah, exactly. Like, like there's maybe four everybody or five not guys. named Macklin Celebrini. You're like, there's question marks with him. Yeah. Like there's lots of things that Dickinson I think is good at. And I think there's a lot of things that Dickinson is deficient at. And there's a lot of things that. I really have no idea how he is at those things or how he will be in the future, um, which kind of spooks me, right? Because a lot of people are talking about him as a top 10, top five pick. And, top five pick, yeah. Yeah, and that to me seems a little bit, you know, but again, like I said, there's a number of guys that have similar, you know, not archetypes, but similar profiles of there's some stuff that you like, some stuff that really is an issue, and how that all kind of works out is going to be vital, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, we talked to our, our friend Tony Ferrari, and he talked about how uh, Dickinson is just, I think it's it's almost like a lack of consistency with certain elements, you know, like uh, one game he might be really good, you know, in his own zone, uh, but then he's terrible in the offensive zone, or like the next game he's yeah. really good in the offensive zone, and then he's just terrible in the defensive zone, like, uh, so there's the hope that like, oh, if he puts everything together, right, you might have like a really, really high-end type of player, but if he does it, like what type of defenseman are you getting? And I think that's going to be a big question because it kind of seems like he is one of those guys that could kind of go in a lot of sort of uh, ways as, mm-hmm. as a defenseman, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I think the interesting thing about him that I've noted in the games, I don't know if this is a London Knights specific sort of tactical approach, but he's very, very, very pass heavy. Like if he's moving the puck up the ice, he, it, he it's a pass I um, the vast majority of the time. But I find that his best traits are carrying pucks and hmm. when he's allowed to have some possession and play with it. So that, you know, to me, that might, you know, the data that I've got on him so far is I would say not great um, in a lot of ways, uh, but it's not horrible. And it's just he, he he's not a very good pass quarterback court defenseman if I, I don't know how to put it but in terms of like running passes out of his own end and mm-hmm. you know seeing the ice and identifying options and hitting them accurately like it is not great he ices the puck a lot he'll hand the puck over to to the opponent a lot um he's a guy who i think lacks defensive intensity like you watch him you know tracking pucks dumped into his own zone he's not applying a tremendous amount of pressure he's not pinning guys super well so i think there's a learning curve with him but i mean he's got the frame to be better there um he certainly has the power when you see the puck on his stick and he sort of gets to take off and and skate a little bit especially in a straight line you see it you you see Mm -hmm. sort of what makes him interesting um but just wanting to see that elsewhere and see that especially off puck a little bit more um and and sort of when things get a little mucky in the corners um but for a guy who carries the puck in my view so well to be passing the puck across blue lines 80 percent of the time and missing what is this let's i need to find it uh like 32 percent of the time he's completing those passes that's uh, you know hashtag not good (laughs) not great right and and so so to me it's like maybe in the right system or or if that's london specific they're trying to get him to you know, pass the puck more and all that stuff. And it's, you know, he's an interesting player 
but mm-hmm. over the course of the year, there's just been other players where I'm going, yeah, but I don't think there's as many question marks with these players. And I'm happy to take a flyer on a guy in the first round who's sort of a blank slate like Dickinson, maybe in the yeah. middle of the first round and onwards. But he's I don't think he's there. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. To me, it's just a matter of risk management, right? Yeah. At a certain point, I don't really, unless it's like a super, super impressive combination of intriguing things, like say an Anton Salaev, I'm not, I don't know how much I'm willing to set aside for a guy like Dickinson based on what I've seen so far. I mean, there's plenty of time for my mind to change, but I watched him this morning. I'm up to like 80 minutes of footage that I've tracked for him. And I just, from day one, have felt very, very similarly. And mm-hmm. usually when that's the case, four months into the year, sometimes it changes. But generally, things don't change that dramatically. Um, and Not without, like, pointing to stuff. Like, last year, Quentin Musty. Yeah. Terrible start of the year, but you'd be like, oh, yeah, coaching change. Uh, yep. He had mono. Second half of the season, oh, look, we have Quentin Musty. Quentin Musty's yep. awesome now. Type of, and he exploded. Like, like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Quentin yeah. Musty. Awesome. All right, before we continue with our good friend Scouch, uh, where we chat kind of with, about Dickinson playing with London if and then where he would fit in with the Sharks prospect pool if the Sharks do draft him, I uh, just need to take a quick break. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some bets. I love Super Bowl Sunday because it's a culmination of everything. I always get a little sad because it is the last football game until the fall. Um, but if you want to win on Super Bowl Sunday, um, check out FanDuel. They have so many great props, bets, whatever you want to to bet on they've got you covered i really love the christian mccaffrey rushing touchdown and receiving touchdown i think christian mccaffrey's gonna have a monster monster day uh against the chiefs so check out fandle uh they have plenty of bets for super bowl 58 um you can bet on a ton of players to score touchdowns how many points we scored and more new customers join today and you'll get 200 in bonus bets if your first bet of five dollars or more wins just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official partner of the NFL. Uh, really? <laughs> so, like with London, right? Because um, they are always a good team. You know, you have mm-hmm. guys like Casper uh, Holtman, who, you know, for a Sharks prospect, uh, Denver Barkey, uh, Ethan Coet. Like, you have a lot of NHL you know drafted talent how much is it like him kind of driving play versus like him maybe riding coattails would you say in here uh, i mean it's, just, it's hard to divide the pie up because there's just so many like kind of good guys on, on london yeah i don't think i would categorize him as like a bus driver um he like for more example of a carriage like, drivers yeah exactly he's more you know he's more of a yeah he's a wagon guy no it's it's more like uh for example like if you're talking about driving the bus to me that generally means a guy especially for a defenseman who can generate shots from other players so if you're passing pucks to guys and whatever but he's kind of middle of the pack in my in my tracking on that like he's he's kind of fine you know i i think that the london knights like it seems like their job on the defensive side of things is just stop in your own end, just prevent stuff in your own end and get the puck into the neutral zone 
and guys yeah. like Gazasov, um, I'm trying to look down here, McHugh, uh, and Barky, all those guys have a lot of pace on their game. They can really move up the ice. And those are the guys that are kind of transporting it a lot. Um, and their defensemen are kind of sitting back. But and, and, but Dickinson does have a little bit of freedom to, especially in the mm-hmm. offensive zone, maybe play a little bit more. Um, you know, he shoots the puck about at the same rate as, you know, he generates shot assists, which is, again, kind of middle of the pack, which, yeah. you know, again, like, I, I, I have other defensemen that I've liked more that, have better results in a lot of areas that are important if you want to be that sort of bus driver guy. Um, but I mean, again, like Dickinson could get there. Like, you know, with the yeah. skating he's got, the sort of there are moments where he'll fake out four checkers and create space for himself and sort of the stuff you need higher end defensemen in the NHL to do. But I think he's going to be a guy who, you know, if you're drafting him top 10, you'll probably end up with a solid defender like a Noah Hannafin type guy. And then mm-hmm. in retrospect, you kind of go, yeah, Noah Hannafin's fine, but like we could have, we could have, yeah, we could have gone in a different direction and maybe gotten something a little bit more, uh, you know, again, I don't want to be disrespectful Special. to Noah Hannafin, but, but yeah. yeah, if you have a top 10 pick, you want someone who you really, really do not want to lose on your team, ideally. Um, and I'm not sure Dickinson is quite there, but you know, if things go right and, give him a few years i think it's entirely possible i think so the case for right is if you're trying to maybe build a case for like him is maybe he's not the right fit for this the this londonite system where they have a lot more kind of capable guys especially in the forward group that kind of get asked to do a lot more um and maybe when he kind of moves on into the ahl and you assume he's probably gonna spend a couple years in the ahl uh continuing to develop Maybe he gets there, he kind of gets a little bit more freedom where he can kind of be the main guy to kind of, you know, carry the puck and you, you you see him kind of start to put together his pieces, right? That's, that's, you're hoping that's the outcome for him. Um, yeah. Or maybe he's just not that guy. So, uh, you know, that kind of the case against, right, is maybe he's just not that guy and he's either going to be like, solid in his own zone and you know okay in his defensive zone but never always kind of leaving you wanting a little bit more yeah like i mean and I, like that doesn't it's not that that's a bad hockey player really right like it's just yeah. that you know with dickinson you have a guy who i feel like in an nhl system should be fine you know like he's he's a guy who makes decisions pretty quickly you know he mm-hmm. always sort of I, at least most of the time the outlet pass option is there and he can sort of identify it generally. Um, and, and in the NHL, sometimes you just need to get the puck out of your own zone. Right. And you have the forwards who can sort of carry it. Um, I just, if it were me, I would probably let him sort of play a little more freely because with him moving the puck uh, through his passing it like, like Tony probably alluded to, right. Or said sometimes he just makes those clean breakout passes tape to tape perfectly fine. But other times he's not even shoulder checking. He's not even bothering to look and he's just flipping it, you know, 60 feet in the air and it plops right in the neutral zone and the pucks right back in his own end. Right. So (laughs) there's all these sort of procedural things that are a little funky He's, but, mm-hmm. but he's, you know, he's not a guy where I'm sitting here going like, yeah, top five, are you nuts? Like this guy's maybe a second or third round guy, right? Like that's, it's just, he's a nice blank slate that you could take in a number of different directions because he's a decently mobile guy with some skill 
and you know a bit of offensive pop you know he's not going to just lob pucks on net on net from the perimeter like a lot of defensemen can at this level so yeah i mean it's it's all good um it's just going to be a matter of how things break for him over the next five years uh it's is most uh prospects not named like macklin celebrating right et cetera, et cetera. exactly so, uh we if the sharks kind of maybe continue their winning ways here which we hate to see uh and uh you know they they kind of fall out of that top pick and maybe you're kind of floating around five or five to ten somewhere in there um and do pick dickinson where does he kind of fit in their prospect pool you would assume will smith's gonna be number one uh william Eklund having graduated now uh from the prospect pool where you kind of put him top five i would assume right. probably you know maybe not musty musty section uh where, where would you kind of put him uh in the sharks prospect pool well this is the tricky bit for me because i really like uh, what I've seen out of Philip Beestead. I've really liked what I've seen out of Quentin Musty. I had Quentin Musty higher than I have Dickinson now. And I felt that last year was a better draft than this one. Mm. Um, even like a Matthias Havilid, like I really liked him and he has had a pretty good year, I think. And, and again, like there is an exciting player in Havilid. Dickinson is, I don't think, an exciting player like Havlid, but certainly comes with a more stable, you know, presence on the ice than a Matthias Havlid. So I'd probably throw him sort of in that, you know, above a Bordalo, maybe slightly above a of a a, a Havlid, if unless you really like fun, which I like fun, but maybe you know but like ahead of a guy like cameron lund i like him more mm-hmm. than casper halton in but i'd say musty and smith at least and probably beastead as well i'd probably put ahead of dickinson um but that range like beastead havilid bordolo robbins i assume all, Gooch all is number one in your heart oh always. yeah he's he's <laughs> error he's error div zero he's not he's he's, he's yeah he's right up there yeah um all right so what do you think i mean kind of the path for uh, we'll kind of finish up with dickinson here so what do you think is kind of the path of success for for dickinson going forward um knowing he's probably gonna be still surrounded by good london talent and probably gonna be stuck Mm -hmm. in the same london system where maybe they don't ask him to do his best you know skills that maybe kind of suit him the best so what do you think is kind of the best his his path forward Yeah, I mean, uh, the thing about Dickinson that's interesting is there is a path forward for him that is interesting. Like, I Mm. personally would just keep working on the skating. Just make that, it's a good trait that he's got right now. Like, he's mobile, covers ice pretty well, but I want to see more of that, right? Like, Oliver Bonk is a guy who I think has gotten a lot better on his feet this year than last year. Um, Mm -hmm. Not great, but, like, still a lot better than he was last year. Dickinson taking a similar step could give him a big boost. Um, combine that like the skills training like sometimes the skill level it works like uh, but i've also seen him try to put pucks between four checkers legs it goes right off their skate right onto their stick and they're in for a scoring chance right so it's like picking your spots better and and making sure you can actually pull that stuff off and everything you could possibly need uh you know just that to take a step right it's it's yeah whether the system one way or the other like either they're gonna let him sort of carry the puck a lot more and sort of quarterback rushes on his own which i think could be interesting but he can do that so it's just a matter of maybe like continuing to get him to maybe see the ice a little bit better 
you know, keep things a little bit simpler um, and, and just, you know, make the play that's ahead of you and identify it as well. Right. Rather than, you know, it's a matter of sort of scanning, looking around you, you know, getting a good map of the ice. Cause I think Dickinson is still kind of figuring that out. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's, it's, he's an interesting player. Uh, he's one that was really high on my board to start the year, but I, th- another thing that kind of doesn't concern me, but is a note is that I don't know how much better he is than he was last year. Like I know he's scoring mm-hmm. a lot more, but he also was playing yep. like six or seven minutes a night with London last year. Like he was not playing. So yep. this year it's obviously a very different story. And I mean, I'm not saying he's not better, but he's not like, it's not that step. Right. And I feel like other players have kind of at least can hold a candle to him. Um, but it's, a you know, again, I still think that at the end of the day, you're going to get a solid, you know, good NHL level defenseman who, you know, maybe a second pair guy on a decent team and, you know, can move the puck and put some points on the board, can shoot himself and, you know, well, shoot the puck himself, I should say, <laughs> not shoot himself, um, you know, and, and defend. Okay. The you know, like just, situation yeah, exactly. Sorry. Yeah. For the, for the olds, yeah. The olds. You heard it. <laughs> you heard it here first. Sam Dickinson is the next Plaxico Burris. Exactly. I, I have inside information. <laughs> no. The children are going to be like, I have no idea who that is. Exactly. So Google yeah, it, kids. The, yeah, um, the Zoomers. Uh, so, all right. Um, all right. Before we get uh, Will Scotch's thoughts on the 2024 draft, just need to take a quick break. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't a search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employees agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent. And listeners of this show will get a $75 uh, sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visible at Indeed.com slash locked on. Just go to Indeed.com slash locked on right now support our show by saying you heard about uh indeed on this podcast indeed.com slash locked on terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed well since we haven't heard any gotten a chance to hear any of your your thoughts mm-hmm. on the 2024 draft let's uh jump into that so um you said before the show uh you're already thinking about 2025 because you hate this it, class uh yes, and with you a passion wish yeah. you had not come back into to I, the limelight yeah. you should just wait it another year I, no, yeah uh, that's exactly what i said word for word yeah 2024 drafts <laughs> so uh we know it's back on celebrating's world we all are just living in it but then after that <laughs> it feels like a lot of question marks and we're just trying to kind of put the pieces together and put the puzzle together, try to figure out who's number two and ha- kind of how things fill in. So give me your yeah. kind of your elevator speech on, on the, on the draft, right? Honestly, I feel like this draft is going to be crazy, like crazy weird uh, to look back on. I honestly, like the list of guys that I'm even confident will have really good NHL careers is not, 
very long. I'm not saying that the number of players that could have NHL careers is really mm-hmm. short, um, but it's just like there are a lot of very flawed, like players with flaws to the point where it's like, well, I just don't know if it'll be enough to be a real needle mover in the NHL. Like, I think there's four guys that I'm really excited about, and that's like it. Like guys that I think could be really special, like Macklin Celebrini obviously is one of them. Berkeley Catton, I think, could be outstanding in the NHL if mm-hmm. things break right. Uh, Caden Lindstrom has all the tools to be whatever the hell he wants to be in the NHL. Uh, <laughs> I, Ivan Demidov is a guy who is either going to be uh, a superstar on the on the on the show with with Sam McGilligan, I I said he's like a weedy box guy, like he yep, could end up on Weedy's boxes one day, or he could be in the KHL for the rest of his career because he flamed out in North America. Like there's no in between with him, but he is <laughs> so much fun to watch. I don't even care that much. Yeah, um, there's something there. But then the rest of the field, like you want to talk Archiom Levshinov, there are serious flaws with that guy. You want to talk Anton Salayev. He's better than he was at the beginning of the year, but there are still some serious flaws. Very tall. Uh, yeah, very tall. You know, Cole Iserman, he's got some tools that could put him in the NHL, but is he going to be a huge needle mover based on how he is now? I don't know. It's hard It's hard to say. There's flaws like Zane Parrick. A lot of people are penciling him in the top 10 now. I think that is crazy. I just think like there's too much uncertainty with him. I, I'll If you want, I'll send you some some video I've pulled of him from this year because that's a guy who, holy smokes, uh, you know, anyway, we could talk all day about it. But this year, it's just <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot of weird ones, but there's also, I think, down to maybe about 50 in the draft. There's a lot of it evens out and stays pretty even for a while. Um, like my third tier ends at 20 or something. And and the fourth one stretches to like 55. So it's like, mm. I just, there's a lot of guys well, who I think show some interesting floor of potential talent or, or good tools one way or the other, and, and maybe could work out. Um, so yeah, it's, I wouldn't say that this draft is like going to be bad. I'm not in the, I'm not in the business of doing that before the kids are even picked. But it is yeah. a year where I find myself sitting back and going, oh, wow, like a lot less than last couple of years. And we were spoiled there's a last lot year. Of, yes, <laughs> the, there's been a couple of drafts recently where we've been very spoiled. And this year, you know, it's been fun. It's been interesting. Like a lot of these players are interesting. And I think there's a lot of guys flying under the radar that, you know, are still kind of sleepers out there. But mm-hmm. they're all guys where I'm sort of going, yeah, like maybe a middle six guy you know, second pair defenseman that can hold and eat minutes or, you know, maybe, or there's a guy like a John mustard where it's like, he could be Josh Anderson and score 25 goals a season, or he could be something better. You know, he could be a 30 goal scorer plus and, and if he, but if they, but to get there, it's a, it's a tough long road with him. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. And, Honestly, you were talking before the show about the Sharks having five picks in the top 50. And if this is a good year to have it, honestly, yeah, four. Honestly, I think it's a good year for that. I don't think it's, I don't think Mm. it's, you know, it's, it's more because of the volume. And I think that in the second round, especially, you're going to have a lot of choice between some good players that, you know, one way or the other just slipped out of the first round or they have perceived flaws by NHL folks where, it pushes them out of the first round or, or what have you. Um, but 
I also like would caution anyone this year from going, Oh my God, our draft was a steal. This whole, all of the guys we picked, it's a steal. Like these guys, this guy's a steal. This guy's a steal. Like I just, they're most players you can go. Yeah. But X could not, could potentially yeah. not work out. Right. Yes. This, this feels very much like a, uh, as Wu-Tang Clan, diversify your bonds. Uh, yes. Try to try to kind of yeah. see what you can get and see, you know, and trust in your development process and, and yeah. uh, with these with these type of players. So um, before we get into the blood questions, we still have a lot of your blood on hand here. Uh, what, uh, you know, with what are you kind of looking for as we, we've kind of getting to the all-star, past the all-star break teams are kind of uh, making these, you know, pushes for the playoffs. Uh, what what are you kind of looking for, for these draft guys uh, as we enter the second half here? What am I looking for? I mean, it's interesting it's on clarity. A case, yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's interesting on a case by case basis. Cause I do think there are players that have come a long way since the beginning of the year. Um, notably, I would say Anton Salayev has come a long way. Um, I'm curious about a couple of players in Europe if they get a cup of tea or a cup of coffee, whatever you want to call it, in their pro le- pro leagues. Uh, maybe there's something there. There's a few players that I think have had really quiet first halves that I think could heat up, especially in yep. Europe, that that could heat up towards the end of the year. And I'll be curious about those guys. Um, you know, but it, honestly, like I, I'm more just curious about where everyone else's lists and thoughts kind of end up more so than the players themselves. Like there's definitely players out there who recently I think have really sort of hit the ground running. Like, like we're talking about Sam Dickinson all day today. I watched Sam Dickinson today and did a game where he played like 20 minutes at even strength. And then I flipped over to Dominic Badinka who plays in Sweden and is another big right-hand shot defenseman who honestly play he's been playing in the shl for a couple of months now does not look out of place one bit like honestly like a guy you look at he only has two points this year oh my goodness what are we gonna do but i don't care he's playing against grown men uh, yeah he's playing against grown men yeah i couldn't help myself from sitting there going like i immediately am more interested in this guy than sam dickinson based Mm. on what i saw right and it's that risk management right like i see out of a badinka defensively especially what i need to see out of a guy like dickinson right and i the the older i get the less and less interested i am in defensemen who can't defend right it's it's if you can't if, if you this have trouble hurts defending, my i know is for nerds will i know i know but this is the national You're hockey league and your job is to win granted granted i will say i have the mid i have i have the happy middle where the defensemen need to, they can't just be big and physical. They've got to have the skill and the ability to like transport pucks and everything. But if I watch a guy and I'm going, Oh boy, uh, that, that you shouldn't have let that one through. Like the, and the reason is because I've gone through previous defensemen who get drafted really high, who score a ton, who don't work out Jake Bean, Adam Oakvist, Ryan Merkley, blah, blah, blah. And the common thread between all of them is they turn it on when they have the puck and when they yep. don't have the puck, they either look lost or can't close gaps or can't win battles or can't do this and can't do that. And if they can't do that at the OHL level, it's a real major uphill battle to get there in the NHL, especially as a first round pick. Right. So there's a mm-hmm. few guys in this year's draft on defense where some people are saying, yeah, this draft is defense heavy, but it's also not heavy on defenders who are good at defending. Right. Like it, there's mm-hmm. a lot of work to be done there. 
and I'm a lot yep. more confident in some other guys than st- some others. So, so yeah, it, it'll be interesting. But that today, I just because I, you know, I knew I was going to be going in talking about Sam Dickinson. I, I had, I've, I really have liked what I've seen out of this other player in Sweden. And I, I see one guy is sort of a bit further along, yep. but you know, not really as much fanfare and, you know, he's a lot older, but still in any case, we'll see what happens. It's a, it's going to be a ride for the next four months. Uh, and, and we'll see where it ends up. All right. Uh, we'll get you out of here. The blood question. So, uh, other than, Macklin celebrating. Who do you think five years from now? Who do you think is going to be the best player in the draft? Ooh, the best player in the draft. Honestly, for me, I think it might be Berkeley Catton. Like that's a guy okay. who, in my view, he 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 is a machine on paper, and he's a guy you could slap me on his wing and I'll score thirty goals. Like as <laughs> long as I find a way to get to some sort of scoring area and have a foot of space he'll know to get me the puck and I'll put, I'll put it on net. Right. Like he, yeah. he just has a, the, the IQ level in the map of the, of the, of the ice is just ridiculous. So that's always a benefit. He's a guy that makes everyone else better. And, and there aren't a ton of those guys this year in the, in the draft. All right. And then I know we are a long way from the draft, but where <laughs> does Sam Dickinson go in the draft? What pick? Uh, well, Right now, his average slot is six. I would think that he's going to go relatively quickly. I'll I'll throw five out there. No, uh, we'll go. F- yeah, five. We'll say five because I Levshinov and Salayev are pretty tempting. I think for NHL teams, if you want a defenseman, mm-hmm. and NHL teams always want defensemen, so that might push him down a little bit. But I could see Dickinson being a guy that goes somewhere in the five to seven range congrats ottawa uh as of yeah. february 6 you just drafted sam dickinson uh so <laughs> will thank you so much it's been a pleasure uh mm-hmm. we will definitely have you back on uh multiple times between now and uh the draft uh now that you're back in the game where can the people find you buddy yeah, so you can uh, you can follow us on YouTube. Uh, we do two shows a week now, uh, Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Um, that's 5 p.m. Pacific. And we also do 2 p.m. Thursdays, so, so 11 a.m. Pacific, if I'm doing my math correctly, my subtraction. Yep. Um, I also, obviously, scouting.ca, it's alive again. You can subscribe out there, um, have access to all the data tools and fun stuff. There's a Discord server, of course. Um, lots of lots of video flying around in there, lots of discussion, lots of fun stuff. Uh, I also have my own consulting company, um, Fractal Hockey, where we basically do college and European prospect analysis um, and mostly focused on recruitment, uh, both to and from those places. Uh, and outside of that, I mean, I'm also at Puck Preps. Uh, I'm, I'm doing some writing there for the 2006s, mostly going to college. Um, which has been a lot of fun. It's been a fun little experience for me this year. Um, there are guys on that staff watching guys born in 2009. So I certainly get a nice look into, yeah, I know it's horrifying. I came across a kid today whose name is Tennessee. How about that? There's a kid named Tennessee on the way. Rucker McGordy's, uh, you got a Rucker McGordy and Gunnar, uh, Wolf Fontaine. You guys better keep an eye out. This there guy's was a coming br- for your your title. <laughs> I found I came across a Bryn spelled B R I I Y N. I could not believe it, or something like that. It was absolutely out of control, and I just I like 
If I were prime Love minister, it. I'd be throwing parents in jail for crap like that. <laughs> <laughs> vote will. Yeah, vote for me. All right, yeah, buddy. We'll but chat that, soon. That, yeah, that'll 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 that I think that covers all the bases for for where you can find me, and you can follow me on Twitter as well. Uh, if you I like, know I need a new to, shirt. My scouting shirt's got a hole in it. I need to. I, I stay. I, yeah, the merch game is something I've been putting off because the last time I did it, it was spring is not great. <laughs> uh, so uh, I want to find a better solution. Uh, I'm just gonna that, have you personally mail me a shirt because yeah. All uh, right. So I'll make. Uh, like Stephen oh, Ellis, we'll make better. a Stephen Ellis drawing of you, and then I'll ship oh, that in a box. Yeah, <laughs> the stick figures. The that, be, yeah. All right, buddy. We'll talk soon. Yeah, dude. Um, thanks again to the legend that is uh, Will Scouch for coming on. Um, we'll have Scouch back on to do some more draft draft profiles and kind of talk some more draft stuff as we continue to kind of go through this draft process. So uh, make sure you're supporting Will the best you can. Uh, Will literally one of like the big guys there in the beginning to kind of help support um yeah scotch is the best so um if you want to support me make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts and of course you can watch on youtube just search for locked on sharks um you can follow the show on twitter facebook and instagram at locked on sharks you can follow me on twitter at my fry hole until tomorrow bye friends <laughs>